Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. You know, Thanksgiving is almost upon us, so we're getting ready for the holiday season today with noted critics Nell Minow and A.J. Hockery, who are here to discuss this year's holiday movie schedule. They'll share their picks for the most promising films opening during this season, as well as their all-time favorite holiday movies. Now, um, I, I hope that things have calmed down. They've both been in the chat room, and there's already been some argument, but that's kind of why we like to have the movie mom and the mad movie man together, because they are not afraid to express their opinions. I hope they'll also recommend some DVDs that'll make cool stocking stuffers this year. Most of you know that Nell is the famous movie mom. She writes film commentary for BeliefNet and is the author of several wonderful books about movies. And AJ, you know he is the mad movie man. He's contributed film reviews to various sites like Real Talk Movie Reviews, Review Express, Classic Movie Guide, and Terror Tube, plus his own popular movie blog, Cineslice, and that's capital S, no, it isn't AJ, now don't worry, I'm going to get it right, <laughs> capital C-I-N-E, capital S-L-I-C-E. And I wanted to mention before bringing Nell and AJ on that the chat room is open, and uh, we do appreciate uh, listeners who sign up to participate, as well as all our other listeners, of course. And we also appreciate Nell and AJ for taking time to join us today. So let's bring them on now, ladies first, as usual. Nell, are you ready to talk about holiday films? I certainly am. I thought you would be, and it's such fun to have you here with us. And, of course, the same goes true for Mad Movie Man. AJ, are you getting into the holiday spirit? Betty Joe, I'm one of those guys who will tune up Christmas music in the middle of July because it does put me in a feel-good mood. But these days it's more uh, socially encouraged. So if if I'm playing Jingle Bells in July, I usually get the dirty look. So I can do that nowadays (laughs) and uh, not live in fear of my life. Well, I know what you mean. I'm kind of like that, too, AJ. And I'm really sorry that you can't stay for the entire show today, but I, I know you you uh, could only be with us for about 20 minutes. But So let's get the bar, bar ball, <laughs> let's get started by asking you the first question. Which are your five upcoming holiday films that you're looking forward to the most and why? All right, I picked five uh, great-looking movies here. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, five uh, pretty good-looking movies here. Most of them great. One kind of like, okay, this could go either way, but I'm interested in seeing how it looks uh, in no particular order. Uh, one of them is a uh, new uh, spooky movie called The Babadook. Uh, it's kind of about a mother and her son being beset by this evil spirit. I, I believe it's kind of like if you know its presence or if you're aware of it, like it will not go away. It'll hound you and 
and cause all this mischief. I've had friends who've uh, seen this movie already, and uh, cause I believe it was it's an Australian movie, so I think it was released there first. Uh, who've seen mm-hmm. it and say it is it is very spooky, very effective. Uh, not not exactly in the holiday spirit, but you know what? If any time of the year is a good time for a good uh, spooky movie, and I hear this is a pretty good one. It sounds like it's got a really good kind of like urban legend type of hook to a kind of like the Candyman or some of these like urban myth movies. So uh, the Babadook, I'm interested in seeing that one. Mm. Uh, next next up is uh, Unbroken. Which, uh, from the trailer, you know, kind of looks like traditional, like, Oscar Beatty type movie where it's a story of, it's, like, set during uh, World War II, and it's about a guy trying to survive, in a, a former Olympian trying to survive in a uh, Japanese prisoner of war camp, and it's, like, the music is swelling, and it's got all this imagery, and it's about him trying to survive. Uh, normally, I kind of would kind of roll my eyes at this, but there are two uh, credits to this movie that make me a lot more interested, and that's the fact that it's directed by Angelina Jolie. Uh, yeah. You know, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't a fan of her uh, first uh, movie, uh, In the Land of Blood and Honey. I didn't care for that one all that much. Uh, but I am interested in seeing how this goes. This uh, It looks like she's uh, got a good handle on the drama and the action elements and the sentimentality. And I think she can handle it just fine. And it was written by the Coen brothers, Joel and Ethan Coen. I know, uh, yeah. I know, and it, it just kind of seems like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. They like this, this wrote, they wrote this movie, and it's like, even though like the kind of the last time uh, I encountered that was when they wrote the script for uh, Gambit, the kind of terrible uh, caper comedy with Colin Firth. But the the Coens are still my all time favorite filmmakers, so anything with their name on it, I am definitely going to go see. So Unbroken mm-hmm. is another one, definitely want to see. Uh, next up is. American Sniper, the new uh, Clint Eastwood movie. Uh, it's uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of uh, Jersey Boys earlier this year. I felt it was very flat, and uh, it, it kind of crippled itself by taking the uh, uh, musical bio or the just the uh, tra- traditional dramatic biopic route instead of sticking more closely to its uh, musical route. So Clint Eastwood kind of disappointed me there, but I saw the trailer for American Sniper, which is very simple. It doesn't, it only just gives you a bare idea of what's going on, but it was very intense and just kind of left me going like, Oh wow. It had that kind of an impact on me. It's got a uh, Lee Sienna Miller in it, uh, Bradley Cooper as who uh, oh. the trailer says is the most uh, deadly sniper in U S history. Uh, looks like, and from what I've heard, it's a very intense experience. So I'm hoping the the full movie will duplicate the feelings that I had during the trailer. I'm hoping for the best. So, uh, right, so you've got sniper. the Babadook, Unbroken, American Sniper, and and two two more. Two more. Uh, one is uh, uh, the next one is a movie that I've been hearing a lot more great things, uh, and especially considering uh, what's been going on with uh, all the civil unrest and. Uh, in the world, in the, especially the U.S., but just the world in general nowadays, it seems like this is a movie of great importance that will be coming out, and that's Selma, um, about uh, Martin Luther King Jr. And I have heard like like no, almost nothing but praise for this movie, and and I'm very interested in seeing it. Like I said, it's about Martin Luther King, and it, it it's a movie that apparently, from what I've heard, does not shy away from the like the darkness that uh, King and his followers and everyone who fought for civil rights back in the 50s and 60s went through, and it doesn't shy away from the suffering that they experienced, but that it's still 
ends with like a hopeful message and like hope for the future that we can still turn this around and has great faith in humanity. And I, it just sounds like an amazing movie. It's definitely one that I want to experience. And that's Selma. Uh, the next one, you can almost say it's my number one pick for the fall uh, so far for anticipated movies. Uh, although, although all of these five are ones I want to see, but I've watched the trailer for this one probably like a good five times or so just because it, gives me the giggles, and that is uh, Inherent Vice, the uh, new Paul Thomas Anderson movie. It's a private eye kind of like uh, drama, caper, uh, comedy. It's about Joaquin Phoenix. He's like a washed-up, you know, private eye, kind of a beach bum type guy who's thrown into, like, this whole mess. And it looks like, uh, for, first of all, like, uh, it looks like a very, uh, very lighthearted alternative, at least compared to... Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's last movie, which was The Master, which was incredibly intense and, like, soul-bearing and dramatic. And here, it looks like he's just having a, a, a lark, although I'm sure it'll still uh, have its, you know, uh, substantial points to it. It won't just be, like, a bunch of frivolous, like, line, uh, goofy lines and everything. But it does look like uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's version of, like, uh, The Long Goodbye uh, stuff from, like, oh, the yeah. 70s. Like, like the like the smart alecky private investigator, it's got like the style and uh, the comedy and the drama and the suspense. It looks like it's gonna mix all of those things together into one pot. So inherent vice, really really looking forward to this one. Well, what an interesting list you have here: the Babadook, Unbroken, American Sniper, Selma, and Inherent Vice. Are any of these on your top five uh, holiday films that you're most looking forward to now? They certainly are. Um, I'm especially excited about Inherent Vice. I've also watched the trailer several times. It has kind of an Elmore Leonard uh, feel of uh, crooks, um, colorful crooks betraying each other. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of an Elmore Leonard movie that came out this year. It didn't get much attention called Life of Crime uh, with Jennifer Aniston. That's definitely worth a look. Uh, so Inherent Vice, um, anything Paul Thomas Anderson does is automatically interesting. He's got a sensational cast in this, and uh, mm -hmm. the trailer looks great. So I'm very, very excited about that. I'm also looking forward to Unbroken. And I hear that Jack O'Connell, who stars in it in the real-life story of Louis Zamperini, who lived like three incredible lives, which each and each of one would be enough of an adventure for um, for the ages. Uh, he was an Olympic athlete. He was shot down uh, in World War II, and then he survived a, a Japanese prison camp. Um, sounds like an incredible story. I hear Jack O'Connell is uh, really great, and so very much looking forward to that. Uh, and, of course, I'm looking forward to Selma as well. Interesting fact is that Carmen Ejogo, who plays, uh, who plays Coretta Scott King, played Coretta Scott King once before in one of my favorite movies about the civil rights movement called Boycott with Jeffrey Wright as Martin Luther yeah. King. I highly recommend that one. And so here she is playing Coretta Scott King again. I'm not sure why we keep getting English people to play these American characters, but okay, no. <laughs> it's still a great cast. And uh, Michael O'Yellow is, uh, is fantastic. Looking forward to seeing him in that. I'm also looking forward to um, Big Eyes the Tim Burton film about the amazing, crazy, true story of the Keens, a couple who were married uh, and who became famous when the husband, played by Christoph Waltz, became an international success in selling paintings of these children with big eyes. They were sort of instant yeah. kitsch. Uh, and Woody Allen made fun of them in uh, Sleeper. 
Mm. And um, it turns out, uh, after his death, that um, he stole the paintings from his wife, uh, played by Amy Adams. And that looks like a (laughs) fascinating story. Anything Tim Burton does is automatically going to be interesting. So totally looking forward to that one. And then I'm also looking forward to Mr. Turner. Anything Mike Lee does, I'm already on board for. He has a unique system of filmmaking where he and the actors improvise even when it's based on history and uh, I love Timothy Spall and he plays real life character Mr. Turner who is one of the greatest artists in British history and um, like all great artists uh, controversial and that looks like a great film oh my gosh and you've got three of the same films this I think this is a Uh, There should have been a drum roll or or something. I don't think that there's been that much agreement between the movie mom and the mad movie man since you've been coming on the show. Inherent Vice, Unbroken, Selma, all three on both of your lists. And uh, then, of course, now you have Big Eyes and Mr. Turner. And going to mine, I have one. uh, I also have Unbroken on my list. Because of the same reasons, uh, A.J., as you have on yours, the Coen brothers, but I I don't want to miss any of their films. And I'm very curious. I didn't catch the first film that uh, Angelina Jolie directed, so I wanted to see this one and uh, see what kind of a director she is. Uh, because I've heard the rumor that she's uh, thinking about going into directing and quitting acting entirely. So, so that's on my list. Um, my first two. Um, most eagerly awaited. You are not going to be surprised at this at all. Are Annie and Into the Woods? Oh, God. wow! Musicals, <laughs> musicals, <laughs> and I absolutely can't wait to see Annie because the number uh, which we saw we saw last night um, on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, Quinvin, how do I say that? The little girl that plays Annie. Say it for me now. Covenza Honey Wallace. Covenza Wallace. She plays Annie, and she and the, a bunch of the little uh, orphans <laughs> were play, did the uh, one of the dances from the movie too, uh, Hard Hard Knock Life, and that's one of the numbers that uh, I enjoyed most doing with the musical comedy troupe when I was a member. So I'm looking forward to that. Can't wait to see uh, Jamie Foxx in the sort of you know Daddy Warbucks role, and also seeing Cameron Diaz do Miss Hannigan. That was done so well by Carol Burnett in the in the first uh, Annie movie. So that's definitely number one on my list. Into the Woods, of course, I I'm wanting wanting to see because it's a musical, but also because Johnny Depp plays the wolf in it, the big bad wolf, and of course it's all about fairy tale characters. Meryl Streep is also in it, and I think it's directed by uh, Rob Marshall who has a pretty pretty good record doing uh, musicals. Then um, the other two are Exodus, Gods and Kings, because I love uh, Ridley Scott movies and uh, Christian Bale, and I, I think we need, all of us need a, a, a nice big epic for a holiday film, so I'm putting that on my list. And then this movie is just getting so much hype, I... I'm just so curious to see it, and I think it opens on November 28th, so I don't have long to wait. The Imagination Game um, with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, The The Imitation Game. The Imitation Game, I mean. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm imagining that I will like it, I guess. It's great. 
You will like it. It's You've already terrific, seen it, but You've very sad. Yes. Yeah. And and you I've also seen. It. I've also seen 40 minutes from Exodus, and I was very impressed. I came into it with some skepticism, but I have to say I was very impressed. Oh, great. Okay, well, that's making me even even more uh, eager. So, well, uh, dear listeners, I hope you have uh, some some idea of uh, some of the movies opening this uh, holiday season that you'll put on your list to to try and see. And I'm I think we've only got about five more minutes <laughs> of you, AJ. So I've got, we're going to go to the all-time favorite holiday films because we did promise our listeners that we would uh, that we would uh, give those out. Uh, so so go ahead, AJ. What are your top five holiday films? And and uh, we want to make sure we get get your picks before you leave. Alrighty, my top five holiday movies of all time. Number one has got to be A Christmas Story, uh, which is my just favorite film of all time, period. I've yeah. uh, talked about this to, like, at, to no length on your show, or yet to just infinite length yeah. on your show. I wrote a review for Real Talk Reviews. I even collect, like, a multiple formats. I collect multiple formats of this movie. I have, like, two laser discs. I have a Betamax version of this movie. <laughs> I don't have... I don't have a player, but I've got the seal, the Betamax. I just like it on the shelf. Uh, but, yeah, it's just a sweetheart of a movie. It is the movie that, more than any other that I've ever seen, did what precisely what it set out to do just so perfectly and almost flawlessly. It's a movie I can watch over and over and never get tired of. I also... I also pick uh, It's a Wonderful Life, which up until just a few years ago, I had never seen. And then I mm. watched it, and then I'm like, oh, all the wasted years, because it, like, it is an intensely dramatic movie. It's about a guy who, about, about the big, nicest guy you could ever know, kind of like pushed to the breaking point, at, like all, suffering all these setbacks in life. And who's like uh, taken back from you know, like the edge of darkness by realizing all the good he has accomplished and how how much he means to all the people in his life, and it is just so incredible. Uh, number or my next one would be uh, Home Alone, which is just a great, you know, just a nostalgic comedy. The sequels definitely got carried away with the the wisecracking humor and the over-the-top traps and everything, but the original Home Alone still has that sweetness to it. It still yeah. has that kind of like sentimental edge where it's like, okay, it makes you feel good instead of it just being like comic violence, comic violence, and then, oh, okay, uh, importance of family, blah, 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 and just kind of throw that at the end. So the first uh, Home Alone, it has that uh, slapstick humor and everything, but it still feels very genuine. Uh, my next one would be uh, the, uh, it's an unconventional choice, but it's the Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. <laughs> oh, which, no. is, which is one Leave of their, the uh, <laughs> Mad movie, man. which is one of their great like holiday episodes where they just kind of take on the, uh, one of the weirdest Christmas movies ever made where Martians kidnap Santa Claus to make their kids feel better about themselves. And uh, they just have, I just have a good time watching them just kind of like make fun of like the, the cheapness of it, like the robot with the coffee can head or the kids being chased by a polar bear. That is just so obviously a guy in a costume. It is just not even funny. Uh, so, but it's one I enjoy popping in uh, all the time. I know I had made a list, uh, Betty Joe, of the, uh, just in case I wouldn't be able to make it here. I had made a list of the five 
uh, holiday movies, but I can't remember the fifth one that I put. Do you have that list on you? I do, and I, I think it's an interesting how the Grinch stole Christmas, the animated. Yes, yes, yes the animated version, which uh, I know You're there's, mean there's a lot one, of people. Mr. Grinch. <laughs> with the one and only Boris Karloff narrating and providing the voice of the Grinch. I know there's a lot of kids out there today who grew up with the Jim Carrey version, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad it means something to you. Uh, I was like 15 when I watched it, so I was a little old for it, and it's, it's kind of garish and over the top and just does not have the simple charm that the original version does. It is just so sweet and so simple, and it's to the point. The songs are memorable. The animation is lovely. And then my favorite actor of all time, Boris Karloff, creating a character who is, like, diabolical and menacing, but you st- but you can't really hate him. So when he does eventually redeem himself, your heart grows three sizes, too. So <laughs> the original Christmas, that's a great one. And and with that, Betty Jo, I have to bow out. It has been Aww. a pleasure being on your show as always. Well, we love it when you're here, and, and uh, have a very happy Thanksgiving, and we'll be uh, talking together with you on uh, Movie Attic Headquarters uh, later, and uh, thanks again for, for all your uh, support and help, AJ. So take care. Thanks, AJ. Absolutely. Have a great Thanksgiving, you guys. You too. Thank you. Well, Nell, how about that list from AJ? Anything on your well, list a- of the <laughs> – Sure. That was that was a great list. You know, we've talked about this before, and I would happily make a list of my top five would all be different versions of my favorite Christmas story, which is A Christmas Carol. And I have done this before. I have said, all right, here are my top five versions of A Christmas Carol, starting with the one with Alistair Sim and then the MGM version and the Patrick Stewart version and the Muppet version and, of course, the Mr. Magoo version. So those, we'll just use them as, item one on my list, okay. uh, but but A Christmas Carol is far and away my favorite, and I watch it many times every year. Um, I also love some of the other movies that uh, A.J. mentioned, including uh, A Christmas Story, which I think has got the sweetest last scene of any holiday movie. It's wonderful, but I like to recommend Wonderful, and of course, It's a Wonderful Life. That's a, a, a great classic, and where I grew up in Chicago, they would show it for 24 hours, and you could just keep watching it and watching it. Um, but I, I, I like to recommend movies that people might not know about, so I'm going to recommend yes. a couple of other ones. Um, I think that a really good Christmas movie is The Nativity Story, starring Oscar Isaac. They just announced this week that he will be the bad guy in the new X-Men movie. He's also in the new Star Wars movie. But this was his first role, and he played Joseph in The Nativity Story, which is beautifully done, by uh, directed by Catherine Hardwick and with uh, Keisha Castle Hughes from Whale Rider, and and it's uh, just a you know a lovely reminder of what Christmas is all about. Uh, and um, I also am a big fan of uh, the original Grinch, but I want to recommend Will Vinton's Claymation Christmas. This is the guy who invented the California Raisins, and he did a Christmas special, which is hilarious, and it has the funniest ever performance of Carol of the Bells. And then um, oh. I'm I'm very fond of, um, I'm going to say two more, uh, This Christmas, which is a great, you know, there is a long tradition of, Christmas movies about families coming home and having various confrontations and secrets being revealed and all of that. 
This is one of the best in that category with uh, Loretta Devine. The Divine Loretta Devine is the mom and her kids, including oh. Idris Elba and Chris Brown. And I try to watch and uh, try to watch that every year. I love that one. And then Desk Set, the only, I should say, the first uh, Tracy Hepburn movie to be filmed in color. Uh, and uh, before Google, they had actual human beings that you would call and say, uh, what are the names of the reindeer again? And Catherine Hepburn plays the person who has that job as the yes. first ever computer was being installed in her office by Spencer Tracy. So that is, of course, a match not made in heaven until it is. And that is a classic, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful movie. It is. Oh, I'm so glad that you mentioned some of some of these movies that I don't even know about because that uh, I'm going to make sure that I uh, – are these available like the Claymation Christmas? Is that available on Netflix? It is, and it's also uh, some parts of it, including the Carol of the Bells, are available on YouTube, and also you can see it on my website. So, yeah, you definitely want to see that. It's only about uh, two minutes long, and it is so funny. Oh, and I, I really am um, happy that you talked about the Nativity story because I was very impressed with Oscar Isaac in that movie, and uh, I reviewed the Nativity story. and. I think I'm so glad it's on your list because it's it's so beautifully done, and I'm so glad that Oscar Isaac is getting so many roles. I liked him very much in a film that was released this year that isn't getting much uh, attention, but I thought it was such an elegant thriller. It's called The Two Faces of January with Ed Harris. Mm-hmm and Oscar Isaac, and I believe it was Kirsten Dunst. And it's not on my list as a holiday movie or anything, but since we were talking about Oscar yeah. Isaac, he's, I thought I would He's good in everything. He's got another movie coming up in December called uh, A Most Violent Year, and uh, he is just great in everything. He gave my favorite performance of last year in Inside Lewin Davis. Oh, I remember you were on the show and really, really uh, raved about him. And uh, so he's definitely an up-and-comer. Well, I have a, a couple of of uh, similar choices this time. Of course, A Christmas Story, which, uh, again, can't, you don't need to say very much about A Christmas Story because uh, A.J. and you have <laughs> said it all. But I would recommend... Um, reading AJ's review of a Christmas story over on realtalkreviews.com because it's it's really a terrific uh, review and um you'll enjoy reading it if you're fans of a Christmas story and um it really is uh, one of AJ's best reviews and that's saying quite a lot then i have the muppet christmas carol and you said that well, that's lumped in with the, all your Christmas Carol films, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yep. The Muppet Christmas Carol, honestly, every time I watch that, I just get so happy. It And Michael Caine, I mean, what a Scrooge. He's my favorite Scrooge of all He the, is great. He plays it I like have to recommend the, one more Christmas Carol, though, the Disney Christmas oh, okay. Carol with Scrooge McDuck as Scrooge. Oh, and yeah. Mickey and Bob Cratchit is also very good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I forgot about that. And then uh, talk about a wonderful family movie and a musical, which, of course, you know I go for. It's your favorite. Um, right? Meet Me in St. Louis. Now, you don't get yeah. the, the Christmas until, you know, I mean, one that one uh, kind of sad little scene there with the singing uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. But it's such but it a terrific family yeah, it does end happily, and it's such a, a glorious family film, and so that's uh, that's on my list. And I I also have Elf on my list, 
kind of mm-hmm. for the same reason that I have them up at Christmas Carol, because um, it's just so funny and delightful. I mean, uh, 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 an adult, an adult thinking that he's an elf and d- dressing up like an elf, and Will Ferrell doing it, and it was just. He was just delightful in that. That's kind of my favorite Will Ferrell performance, and I, I love the the scenery in it. And I thought James Caan did a did a very good job as the kind of reluctant father of Will Ferrell. And mm-hmm. uh, lastly, um, but certainly a wonderful film, Love Actually. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a miracle film because it has so many people in it, so many characters. How in the world did they put them all together and get you to care about all of these people in the short time of a, of a movie? Hugh Grant, Colin Firth, Bill Nye, Emma Thompson, uh, Alan Rickman, Tiara Knightley, Liam Neeson, and I don't think I've said you know all of them that were in it. And it's she would have led you for exactly. I forgot about him. Just, I mean, uh, and then the guy that's in um, The Walking Dead that has the lead role in Walking Dead was was in it, too. Laura Linney, wow. I guess I didn't have her down. I mean, you could just go yeah. on and on. And everyone that appeared, you just, you know, they just were able to get you to, to care about them. And um, romance was all around, and love was all around in love, actually. So those are, those are my uh, favorite. Um, what about any DVDs that you can recommend that could be used for stocking uh, stuffers this year? Do you have some recommendations? Uh, I mean, these well, could for, be ho- uh, family recommendations for families or, you know, for for various ages uh, because you do such a good job of putting us on the right track for, for those kind of films. Well, the one piece of advice I always start with for parents is it the best possible series for kids? And, we, of course, we're talking about children over the age of three or four. I don't believe in any screen time of any kind, and that includes iPads and iPhones for children under uh, two and under, and that's what the uh, Pediatricians Association uh, recommends as well. Mm-hmm. But for kids who are older, there's no question that the very best uh, series for kids uh, is the Scholastic series. They take the best of children's literature. They have the best actors and musicians in the world uh, bringing them to life, and anything that you get from the Scholastic series is just great. Uh, also, um, Mrs. Frizzle, Mrs. Frizzle and the Magic School Bus, the complete series is out on DVD. That's a great one for kids as well. So those are two uh, wonderful series to get kids hooked on. Oh, yes. Did I get cut off? No, I can hear you. You're there. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I was writing. I was writing all these down. Okay. And I thought you. Well, there's there's going to be more. Okay, but those oh, oh sound... no, no, <laughs> no. I think I, I, those are the two that I had in mind because I think they're they're kind of neglected. And of course, you know, the classics. The great thing about kids is it's new to them. So, uh, you know, there's a beautiful 75th anniversary edition of uh, Wizard of Oz that came out this year. Um, I always recommend uh, uh, Yellow Submarine. I think that's a fantastic movie for kids. There are some great new diamond edition of the Disney classics, including Sleeping Beauty. Uh, And those are wonderful things for families to share together. Oh, I think so. Uh, Wizard of Oz, yeah, that never gets old. And um, I'm thinking about... uh, a DVD of uh, the Polar Express too for mm-hmm. for kids that 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 might be a good 
a good thing to think about. Well, that one, I, what, think I, I think the book is better than the movie, but okay. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't read the book, but I just was spellbound by the movie and, good. you know, by the uh, the animation and, and the look of the movie. But listen to what A.J. has left for us. <laughs> okay. He says, for the snarky and sarcastic comedy fans in your family, there's no greater gift than any of the rift tracks, that's R-I-F-F-T-R-A-X, holiday DVDs. My personal favorite is their Christmas shorts extravaganza, although I also got a big kick out of their Santa's Village of Madness DVD <laughs> and seeing them take down what's maybe the worst Christmas movie of all time, Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. Are you aware of any of these? <laughs> Well, Rift Tracks are wonderful. Um, these are the people that used to do Mystery Science uh, 3000, and um, their commentary on movies is hilarious. So I highly recommend them. So you would go? You would? You would? You're not going to poo-poo these uh, recommendations from a, from AJ. I, I think that it Perfect just makes me for, want to be a, for teenagers. Yeah, it makes me want to be a kid again when I see. <laughs> I hear about when I hear about all these. Well, let's take a minute here, uh, Nell, to listen to a couple of messages from um, two of our loyal listeners. Hi, comedian Nancy Lombardo here, host of Comedy Concepts Blog Talk Radio. And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., listening to Betty Joe Tucker on Movie Attic Headquarters Blog Talk Radio. Show me the funny, Betty, show me the funny! You're listening to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Joe Tucker. She's the real deal in what's happening on film. And if you're not real careful, you might hear the confessions of a movie addict. So get your popcorn and stay right there in your seat for Movie Addict Headquarters. And now back to our feature. Nancy and Steve for those fun promos. And dear listeners, please check out Nancy's very funny comedy concept show right here on Blog Talk Radio every Friday and Monday morning at 10:30 Eastern Time. Also be sure to check out the Mom and Pop Shop radio show on Dreamstream Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. It's very entertaining because the host just happens to be Mr. Showbiz himself, George Bettinger. And don't forget about all the wonderful, diverse shows on the Wackle Network here on Blog Talk Radio. Well, Nell, why don't we go back to the um, uh, favorite m movies of all times for the holidays. And um, I was wondering if you have any all-time favorite performances from holiday films that you'd like to mention. And A.J. did leave me his recommendations on that, too. Well, the reason that I like the 1951 version of Christmas Carol is that Alistair Sam, one of my favorite actors, a fabulous British actor, is so perfect as uh, as Scrooge um, before, during, and after his visits from the three uh, ghosts. And so I love that one. And, of course, I love uh, Jimmy Stewart in um, It's a Wonderful Life. And I love Darren McGavin in A Christmas Story. So those are three of my favorites. 
And we all agree on uh, Darren McGavin in A Christmas Story because that's one of my picks as the, the best old man. performance. Yes, yes, yes. He he was just he was just absolutely terrific in that. And uh, I, I I just don't think that they could have gotten anyone to do that as as brilliantly as Darren McGavin did in in A Christmas Story. So uh, we all three picked uh, Darren McGavin. I also have Judy Garland in Meet Me in St. Louis, but mm, consider one. the source because I'm such a fan of Judy yeah. Garland's. Well, I would she were, And she just, I mean, she just warms, warms my heart <laughs> whenever I see her. And uh, her singing that uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas is just, you know, kind of burned in my brain, and it's just so so haunting and so beautiful. And I, of course, I had already mentioned Michael Caine and how great I thought he was in the Muppet Christmas Carol. And also, I would, I just want to mention Edmund Gwen in the Miracle on Thirty Fourth mm. Street, the the first one. There's oh. I mean, he's just the sweetest, most lovable Santa Claus that's ever been played on the silver screen. He got an Oscar what, what did for you... that. Yes, he did. I forgot about that. He did get a, get an Oscar. That is a brilliant I thought... movie. I absolutely love that movie. And Natalie Wood deserved an Oscar, too. And so did Maureen O'Hara. That is a fantastic movie. I think you're right about that. They were all so great in in that. And um, of course, the the that particular version was so superior to the. Uh, to the remake um, that I'm, I'm always uh, careful to make sure that when I'm recommending it that I uh, that I say it is the early version with Maureen O'Hara and Edmund Oh, Glenn absolutely. And, Don't go near the later versions. <laughs> it was not, it was, you know, why, why, uh, why monkey around with uh, perfection, <laughs> which is what they, which is what they had. Right. Two uh, other performances that, uh, AJ mentioned here in the material that he left me. Well, actually, it's one other uh, actor, and this is a strange one. He says, although Die Hard isn't a quote-unquote Christmas movie, it is set during the holidays, and Bruce Willis's wise-cracking hero set the stage for a whole new generation of how action movie leads looked and acted. So that's that's kind of an interesting selection, but I did uh, enjoy Bruce Willis very much in, in Die Hard, didn't you? Oh, absolutely, and I always recommend that every year at Christmas. It's a great one. I want to recommend another neglected gem that people forget about, but that is a beautiful Christmas story uh, with gorgeous performances by Loretta Young and uh, Celeste Holm as nuns in Come to the Stable and a beautiful Come Christmas story. Come to the story. Stable. And they, are, and they are both just luminous in it. I, I just agree with you wholeheartedly, and it, I'm always so pleased when when um, you and AJ come on the show to talk about holiday films because it's uh, my favorite time of the year. A lot of people feel the same way, and uh, I really get uh, excited about the the films. And um, so many of the holiday films uh, offer uh, hope and uh, and uh, such enchantment and uh, delight that it. Uh, it just, uh, as I said before, warms my heart. Now, what uh, have you been up to? We've got time. I mean, the time has gone <laughs> by fast, but we do have time for you to talk about uh, what you've been up to, uh, new books that you're working on, any projects that you'd like to mention. 
Well, I am going to be doing in in 2015 a third edition of the Movie Mom's Guide, so I'm reworking it all and uh, looking forward to getting that out next year. Oh, I I'll look forward to it too. And um did you did you ever do a book on movies about movies? Uh, I have somebody writing that for me. I've got a little publishing company, and I have a terrific critic who's working on that. And that is definitely something I'm really, really excited about because there are so many good choices. I love that topic, and maybe we can do um, a Movie Addict Headquarters show about that when you're ready, okay? That'd be great. We can have him come on, too. He's terrific. Exactly. That's my thought. Well, we'll look forward to that. And I see our time is almost up, so I want to wrap things up now and give a big shout-out to Nell Minow and A.J. Hockery for being such terrific guests again, and to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support. Special thanks to Nikki, who couldn't be here, but she sends her best wishes to everyone, and also to our chatters and other listeners. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. Please come back next time for Two Christmases Revisited, starring Mr. and Mrs. Showbiz, George and Lizette Bettinger, from the Mom and Pop Shop radio show. It's a wonderful way to to start the month of December, so be sure to listen in either live or to the archives. Well, that's all for now, folks. I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving, and let's go out with a tune that always puts me in a holiday mood, and uh, this tune was featured in Love Actually, which is one of my favorite holiday movies. This isn't the version there, but it's a, it's really a good one.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.